Elementary music teacher friend, you love what you do, but you might feel unappreciated and, in fact, unseen some days. You may even feel like you're on a music teacher island and just want to connect with other music teachers who can relate to both your struggles and wins when it comes to teaching elementary music. I get you and understand completely the feelings you're having. That's why each and every week, the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast will provide you with solo and guest episodes that will help you realize you're not alone in your music teaching journey. Throughout each episode, my goal is for you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and ideas to help you feel like you're ready to take on the new week with whatever challenges may be thrown your way. Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. I'm Mike Brilla, host of the Inspired Teacher Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey friend, I am so excited to invite you to a free three-day challenge called the Reflect and Renew Challenge. In this free challenge, you'll begin to think about teaching elementary music in a new way. In just three days, you'll go from feeling overwhelmed to confident and will surround yourself with other music teachers who will support and encourage you. Day one is all about reflecting. You'll reflect back over where you're at in the school year and identify the highs and lows, no matter if you are joining this challenge at the beginning, middle, or end of the school year. We start with reflecting first in order to move forward successfully. Day two is all about processing. You'll process through what it is you need to focus on to make your music teaching situation successful. Then day three is all about renewal. You'll break through mindset beliefs while setting goals and action steps to help you meet them. Each day of the challenge, I will go live inside of the challenge Facebook group. You'll be getting a daily challenge email that will contain action steps for you to take. And you're going to get to know other music teachers who can encourage you and support you along your journey. If you cannot make it live to the challenge for the next dates coming up, you can still sign up because you'll still get the challenge emails that are full of so much inspiration. You do not want to miss them. So still sign up. And also you can watch the Facebook live replays if you can't make those live as well. So simply head to subscribepage.com forward slash reflect and renew challenge to save your seat. And I'll see you there. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Today's episode is about four practical ways to collaborate with the other related arts teachers. Now, I realize your school may call your team encore team, specials, whatever it is, but I decided to name this episode with the title of Related Arts Teachers because I feel like that really does encompass who you are, you know, the music teacher, art teacher, librarian, PE, computer teacher. I also know every school does not have every one of those positions. And so when I'm giving ideas throughout this episode, please just take the ones that work for you and then put the other ones in your back pocket in case you do have an opportunity to use them later on. 
There is a blog post that goes along with this episode, so make sure you check that out in the show notes or just head to thedomesticmusician.com and click on the blog tab where you'll see it there as well. As the music teacher, you may want to collaborate with the other related arts teachers in your building, but maybe you're not sure how. You're all very limited on time. You don't see your students very often, let's be honest. I don't know. Maybe you're just like stuck on ways to do it. We have done some other episodes on this podcast about um, integrating music into the other subject areas like math, reading, science, social studies a long time ago, like years and years ago. But I have never done any episodes about this topic. And so it's about time I do that, right? So I want to share some ideas that I have actually done before and that I'm actually planning to do again. I am starting a brand new teaching position in the fall of 2023. It is a virtual school, but I'll be teaching music to K through four. And a lot of these ideas I'm sharing with you are ideas I am already thinking about and planning to do with my related arts teachers. I'm planning to collaborate with them. Now, let's keep it real. Some ideas that work in a brick and mortar school they will not work in a virtual setting and vice versa where, um, but also on the flip side of that is sometimes ideas can work. It's just about modifying them and rethinking through them of how it could work. And that is my goal with this episode. I cannot sit here. I guess I could, but we'd be here all day, but I'm not going to sit here and share every idea that could ever work with collaboration piece. But what I want to do is share some ideas that could work and to get your brain turning in ways that, oh, she's right. I could do that, but not in the way she said, but I could do it this way. Or I don't like that song suggestion she shared, but I could use this one. That is always my goal with honestly, every episode of this podcast is for you to take what I say and to brainstorm ways that could work for you. If you have thought about collaborating, but you're feeling a little stuck, then I want to share with you different ways that you can do collaboration with the various teachers that are on your team at your school. Let's start with the art teacher. When you're thinking of ways to collaborate with the art teacher, there are, like I said, a million different ways you can do this, but I want to share two. The first one is think about music appreciation activities that you do with your students. I know the art teacher is already doing art appreciation activities. And of course, I'm not going to go into the various standards and strands that cover those um, objectives. But what I am going to say is when you're having your students do some music appreciation, one thing I like to do is to have them really think about how it's making them feel, whether that's drawing a picture, it could be writing words. It could be sharing ideas with verbally with a partner, but let's go into the drawing a picture of how a song makes them feel piece of it. One of my favorite songs to do this with is What a Wonderful World. There are a lot of different versions out there now of this song, but my still my favorite is the one by Louis Armstrong. And just honestly, without telling students what the song is about, what lyrics they're going to hear, or telling them how it should make them feel just simply playing the song and let them listen to it and then hand them a marker or two and a piece of paper and watch them start drawing what this music makes them feel like. I have done this all the way from kindergarten through fifth grade. Now you're probably like, wait, my fifth graders would never do that. Well, I thought the same thing. 
And they would ask to do this activity. It's so simple, but they would ask to do it still. There's just something about listening to a piece of music and really letting yourself feel the emotions and feel the way the music is supposed to make you feel. And so when you're doing this activity, it's amazing to me to see what various pictures are appearing on the pages without you saying a word. Some will naturally start drawing pictures of the actual lyrics, trees of green, clouds of white, uh, sky of blue, colors of the rainbow, the different words that are represented in the song. Others, you're going to notice drawing these really creative pictures with even words of how the song is making them feel. You're going to see some emotions appearing on the page. It's really cool. I have a student that I remember drew a picture of a face and there were tears coming down the face. And I remember asking him, why would you pick that to draw? And he said, because this song makes me feel emotional, not sad, but he said emotional. I was like, that is amazing. So it pulled at his heartstrings. Now let's talk about how does this collab, how does this work into the collaboration piece with the art teacher? Well, obviously their kids are drawing and I know drawing is definitely a skill in art, but let's take it a little deeper. First of all, tell the art teacher, this is an activity you're doing. And then have a conversation about how both of you think this could play a part in the art room and how it could play a part in the music room and what are ways you could collaborate back and forth. Well, one thing that I did is we took this activity a step further. I had the students definitely draw a picture, but when they got to the art room, they took it a step further and they started painting from their drawings. It was like thinking of it like a rough draft. And then in the art room, they started painting the drawings they had just use like a marker or two, right? And then they turn it into a collage. And this was the coolest thing ever. The collage where basically they were putting all their paintings together and you were seeing all these different emotions popping out of the collage and also different pictures representing the lyrics and it was all put together. It was the coolest thing ever and I will never forget that moment because it was awesome. So that is definitely something you can do, but ask the art teacher, like, what are you doing in here from art appreciation? And I know together you guys can think of various songs or activities you're already doing to evoke students' feelings and emotions and then how they can turn that into art. Think of it even like in an art show setting. Maybe your school does an art show and what music can you use that represents the different pieces of art? Or maybe there's some drawings or paintings the students have done in the art room and thinking of different songs that they can use to represent their artwork. Your upper elementary students have been in music, unless you're at a new school or a situation where they're new beginners. But if you've been at the school a long time, students by now should have some music that they definitely have love that whether they've done it in the music room or outside of the music room and they can think of some songs that would pair well with a piece of art they've done in the art room and then definitely you guys can collaborate on ways to use that together with art and music in your different classrooms another idea is when you're doing a program or performance you may have a qr code up on the screen for parents to scan and then they can open up a virtual program or you may pass out paper programs or you may do both whatever the case is one thing that works works really good is to have let's say it's a program um fourth graders are doing a program i'm just 
pulling that out of my hat. Um, I don't have a hat on, but you know what I mean. <laughs> let's say fourth graders are doing a program and let's say that there are four classes. Well, each class could be responsible for creating together a piece of artwork for one of the songs you're doing from the programs. I mean, for, in your program, sorry. And then that artwork will go into the actual program. And then you could put like a caption under it saying which class created that piece of artwork. And it could be shown on the screen when that song appears that that's, that's the program artwork that goes with the song they're singing. On top of that, let your students create art for the decorations. An easy one to do, obviously, is a winter program. I remember having students create snowflakes and we taped them to the front of the stage. There was actually the librarian. This was not the art teacher, but the librarian was super creative and she loved to do this kind of stuff. So I let her and she hung some from the ceiling, some snowflakes that just kind of dangled there. We had kids create all kinds of art and different decorations for programs in various ways. And so collaborate um, in that aspect and see if there's a way that your students can do that for your programs as well. Let's move on to the librarian. Think about books you're already using in your music room. What literature are you already doing? You might be reading stories, having students do movement activities to action words, or even creating programs, back to talking about programs, about various books. Or maybe you want to create programs around books and you're kind of like, I don't really know how to do this. Talk to the librarian. I think there's just not enough talking going on between, and maybe you're doing a great job of this. I'm not calling anyone out, but across the board, I don't think there's enough collaboration going on between the related arts teachers. So if you're needing some ideas for books to use for a program idea, and you're already working on some songs, but you want to implement a couple stories or maybe have students play instruments to a story. Maybe the words appear on the screen in wherever you're doing your program or performance. Ask the librarian ideas. Let's say it's kindergarten and you're doing a musical performance around farm animals. Can you imagine how many books are in the library? Maybe you don't need to imagine. You already know. Ask them for specific books about specific animals or different farm-related topics that you could use in a program setting um, or that you could just use in your classroom. When students are exploring, especially kindergarten students, their voices, I think a great idea is to, and I've done this and I will continue doing it, is thinking about the different animals, different sounds they make and are some quieter or some louder and use different books to show them and have them act out or make sounds to that animal. So ask the librarian about different books they have that you could use for your classroom or even for programs. And also when the librarian is reading to students in the library, collaborate and share songs that would go perfectly with the stories that they're sharing with their students. When we're talking about a farm, I mean, obviously they know Old MacDonald had a farm, but think about other songs that would go perfectly with different stories they're using in there. That is such a great way for students to connect the dots between something they're doing in one classroom and what they're doing in another classroom. So if one day they're in the library learning the story, then the next time they come to the music room, they could learn a song that goes along with that book. And it will all seem interconnected and it will become a cohesive lesson that you're doing with the librarian. I know your librarian has many more ideas, so just have a conversation and ask them what they might have in mind. Let's talk about PE, your physical education teacher. 
The best way I, in my opinion, to collaborate with a PE teacher is with movement ideas. Both of you in your standards have movement, both locomotor and non-locomotor movement to do with your students. I think it is such an amazing thing that students obviously know, oh, in the music room, we dance and do movement, and, but in PE, we dance different dances. Well, of course, I mean, maybe they do, but at the same time, movement is connected and you're both doing different music and movement ideas. So collaborate on ways that you can do that. While students are learning various dances and movement activities in the music room, they can also be working on those same movement ideas in the gym. And it's just when you already see your students for a limited amount of times, well, if you don't have a lot of time, let's say, to work on a folk dance, they could work on the folk dance in PE because movement is actually one of their standards. Or if the PE teacher is already doing a dance or movement idea, do it in the music room as well. Just because one's called music class and one's called PE class doesn't mean you can't collaborate, especially when it comes to movement. So some other ideas besides movement is jump roping, basketball, and hula hoops. When it comes to jump rope, students are needing to keep a steady beat so they don't trip over the jump rope. Oh my gosh, jump rope memories came back to me right now and I can't remember the amount of times that thing smacked me in the face or the leg. Okay, so it does hurt, right? So speaking to students about how to keep a steady beat, that's how the jump rope keeps going. It's by keeping a steady beat. So even if it's just having a conversation with the students or even if all the PE teacher says is, we got to keep a steady beat in our feet to keep the jump rope moving, they are remembering, oh wait, this is something we've been doing in music room all year long because steady beat is a foundational element. When the PE teacher just mentions the word steady beat, students will know what they mean and they're applying what they're learning in the music room to another class. And um, basketball or tennis balls is another great way for steady beat as well. And borrow, if your PE teacher has a set of tennis balls, a class set, borrow that from them and have them bounce the ball to the steady beat. The issue you will have with this is the students who have a hard time catching the ball, they're going to be rolling all around the room. Or you could have one per partner and have them bounce the ball to the steady beat, whether it's basketball or tennis ball. I have used basketballs in my classroom. It got super loud in there. But I mean, isn't the music room always chaotic and loud? If I mean, I think that's just normal. So whatever your cup of tea is, use some balls. You can even go outside and do these activities and have them practice bouncing it to the steady beat and let the PE teacher know that's what you're using it for. Maybe they've just never thought about saying steady beat in their classroom and say, hey, by the way, when students are bouncing these balls, tell them they're using, they need to use a steady beat. So it's bouncing up consistently and let them know they can just say those words. Last thing with a PE teacher, let's talk about hula hoops. When they are obviously hula hooping, they need a hula hoop round and round on their hips to a steady beat. But we can also use hula hoops in a rhythmic way as well. When hula hoops are laying on the ground, and this is an activity I've done in the music room, and they can also do it in the gym. See if they can hop from hula hoop to hula hoop with different rhythmic patterns you call out. So I'm just going to say an easy one. Ta, ta, ti, ti, ta. So they would go from one on one foot, hop in one hula hoop, hop in another hula hoop, hop two times in one hula hoop, and then hop one time in a hula hoop. So tell, see if you can call it different, different rhythmic patterns and students will need to hop to hop, skip, jump, whatever word you want to use, two different hula hoops by using those rhythmic patterns. So those are some easy ways to collaborate with the PE teacher. Last but not least is the computer teacher. 
Now, I'm very well aware that not every school has a computer teacher. It may be called the technology teacher in your building. You may not have that. And so if you don't, I really do feel like there are ways that you can still use these ideas even just with one-on-one devices, or you can tell their classroom teacher uh, these various ideas I'm going to share. If you don't have a computer teacher, they could do this in their regular classroom as well. The first step to this is to think about what technology do you already use in the music room? This is going to differ across the board, okay? So whatever your answer is, is, there's no wrong answer, but what do you already use? As you know, you're definitely limited on the amount of time you see your students. We've already talked about that. But your students can log in to whatever you use in the music room outside of the music room as well. I know that students in their regular classroom settings sometimes have downtime. And so they will go to various learning games. Well, one of the learning games they can go to is a learning game you already use in the music room. Or let's say you're doing a musical composition unit with your fifth grade students and they really want to continue working on it outside the music room. Well, let the computer teacher know or let their classroom teacher know, hey, if you don't, if you have any downtime, you know, maybe 15 minutes at the end of a, a lesson, these students would love to log in and continue working on this composition unit. I don't feel like they would care. <laughs> In fact, when I would bring that up, the teachers did not care because students, they were either going to be grabbing a book or working on some kind of game or let's be honest, talking and bothering their neighbor. So giving them some extra activities to do for extension activities. When students finish assignments, sometimes the teachers are looking for ideas anyways. So giving them some ideas and sharing with them links of how the students can log in and different websites. An easy way to do this is if you have a Google Classroom, just send them the link and say, hey, students know where to go. Here's my Google Classroom. They should know where to go and what to do. And that's an easy way to do it. The, the classroom teacher could say, or the computer teacher could say, hey, Ms. Peresta said you could log into her Google Classroom and you could go finish your composition activities. She said, you'll know what to do. And they will. And another great way to collaborate with the computer teacher is to have them show you ideas for creating slide decks using Google Suite, Google Drive, and also for different learning management systems if you're needing help with that. Whatever the technology thing is inserted into the blank, the computer or technology teacher would love to help you with ideas. Maybe you're feeling stuck in a way. Well, just ask them. Say, hey, I just need a little help when it comes to this, or I feel stuck with this one thing. I'm really stuck on how to change the font or how to insert a graphic or how do I put a video in this slide deck or whatever that thing is. Just ask them and have conversations around that. And I think, like I said, collaboration just comes from you being vulnerable, you asking for help or being able to share and willing to share ideas with each other. And you will be well on your way to having some great collaboration happening with you and the other related arts teachers. So have an amazing day. I hope that you can take even just one idea from this episode and implement it, even if it's not until next school year. Have an amazing rest of your week and I'll be back soon. 
Well, hey there. Thank you so much for listening into the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. There is an exclusive Facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher called the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook Group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week, and I will see you soon.